0: What's up guys, welcome back to episode 4 of the Rip City Rundown podcast. Um, On today's podcast, I'm going to be discussing some of the recent games for the Blazers, but then I'm going to go into a segment, and it's going to be my bright spots and disappointments for the Blazers as of Friday, January 15th. So we're currently 7-5, and obviously, and uh, we just came off a back-to-back some big news from that game I'll get into, but we're just going to go in. My last podcast was after the Lakers game, so a while ago, so we've got a lot to talk about. Um, I'm not going to be super in-depth on the games that were over a week ago, i we're going to look at the past couple games. So the first game I'm going to look at um, in this one is the game against Chicago. That was our last loss before the Pacers game last night, and in that loss... Um, There were some major flaws that I saw with this team. Um, And it's flaws that we've been discussing for a long time. It's that team defense. It's that uh, Enes Kanter, Carmelo Anthony lineup, and the fact that Carmelo Anthony shouldn't be playing 28 minutes a game. Um, It's not something we should worry about too much right now, but it is something where I'm just like, I don't want you to be playing that many minutes. I need more minutes going to Gary Trent Jr., even decanter over you. Um, probably in your contract, there was an incentive, or there was. We said like, we'll give you minutes if you sign the minimum, but that's not what I wish we did. Wish we just either let you go or signed you. But um, I'm not mad at your play because you've been. Um, as we look at the three-point percentage, just for this team of our best three-point shooter right now is Carmelo Anthony, and he's putting up four attempts a game. He's shooting 43.5%. That's even better than CJ this year. I mean, granted, CJ is putting up 11 attempts a game and hitting five, but he is shooting better than CJ at the moment. Um, but I'm going to go in depth now on the Indiana game last night. I think this is the most important game we should talk about, and just, I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch this game too deeply um, I had other things to work on, but I did watch intently the third quarter in the beginning of the fourth when we were starting to mount a comeback. But obviously it was 26-26 at the end of the first. And then we just absolutely just got blown out in the third quarter. Um, we were outscored 33-10 and in the third quarter, and or excuse me, the second quarter, excuse me. And that, that was... That second quarter was terrible. I mean, it was that bench unit. I mean, Aaron Holiday and Doug McDermott fueled a 12 2 run early in the second quarter. And then, um, Gary Trin Jr. and Anthony Simons were just shooting the ball. Um, they kept putting up shots because they were our best shooters on the court, but they just kept on missing. Gary Trin ended up going three for nine on the day. Simons, 0 for five, all from three. And most of those threes came in the second quarter. Um, but CJ McCollum returned later in the quarter. And then, even as we our starters returned, um, that that offense for the the uh, Pacers was just too much for the Blazers. Um, we ended up getting outscored by twenty three in that quarter. And then from there on, it was about a similar game. We ended up losing by what is that twenty four? Um, so it was really just that second quarter that ended up costing us the game. Um, but one of the Big headlines from that game is Yusuf Nurkic. He left the game with an injury. He broke his wrist. It has come out. Um, he went down at the 829 mark in the third and then just walked straight to the locker room. No one knew who thought it was a finger. It could have been just a hand. Um, ended up being a right wrist fracture. And uh, this this is a big loss for Portland. Um, we've got, obviously, Cantor and Giles coming off the bench. Giles, however you say it. But neither of them bring the combination of scoring, passing, and defense like Nurkic does. I mean, Giles is going to bring you intense effort, intense defense. He's going to be that energy guy. But he doesn't match Nurkic at all. And then Cantor, he brings the offensive side, but he does not bring the defensive side. Um, so Nurkic, is, that's going to be a big loss. And we don't know how long he'll be out at the moment. I mean, even though he hasn't been playing that well this season. He's only averaged 10.7.5 boards in 23 minutes, but he has started all 12 games this year, and he's been a key part of our success as we are currently 7-5 and five and around 5th in the West. Um, so that was very disappointing last night, and then it's just another theme of just this bench unit is not performing to the expectations we thought they were. Um, I'm going to get into disappointments and bright spots later, um, but this team has... Coming into the year, we prided ourselves off some depth. We thought we were going to have some great depth for this team. But that depth, well, sometimes it proves that it's there. Um, to last night, it didn't at all. I mean, some bench players for the Pacers, Doug McDermott had a plus 24, plus minus, TJ McConnell plus 21, Aaron Holiday plus 22. And that's because a lot of that damage came in the second quarter. I mean, Gary Trent Jr. had a negative 24 plus minus. I mean, I'm not saying that's all on Gary. That could just be because the bench unit around him isn't that good. But it's disappointing to see. Um, so that's all I got to say about the Pacers game last night. I mean, you can't be that mad about it. It's off a of back-to-back. Of um, we went four and one, and we're four and one in our last five. Um, so at some point, we were going to have a rough loss. I mean, that was a rough loss. We kind of played the Pacers at the best time for us. Um, Because they had just traded Victor Oladipo and not gotten Karis Levert back yet. But off of back to back, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, our next couple games, we got Atlanta. We got still six straight home games coming up. So we've got a lot of home games. Um, We got Atlanta, San Antonio, Memphis twice, the Knicks, and OKC. And those are all games that I say we should win. So, I mean, this schedule does not get that tough for a while. So. I expect this Blazer team to get a little run going and get up there in the top half of the West. Um, but now I'm going to go ahead and get into the main topic of this podcast and what I'm going to be focusing on. And that's the bright spots of this team and the disappointments. Um, this, these bright spots and disappointments can be players, can be coaches, can be overall team play, can be a certain thing that a player does, um, all of the above. It could be any of it. So, we're going to start with the one and obvious bright spot of the team, and that's CJ McCollum. Uh, CJ McCollum's play has elevated this team significantly on the offensive side of the ball because he has jumped up around five points a game and is shooting the ball lights out. If we didn't have CJ McCollum this year, we could very well be around 500 or worse. Um, he's had amazing moments this year. I mean, he's averaging 27 five and four, shooting the ball forty seven percent from the field and forty-three percent from the three. And that's compared to last year, where on the three point shot he took a little decline from the year before and he was at um thirty-seven percent where in his um most improved player season he shot a ball forty one percent and then the next year forty-two. But he's back up to forty-three, which is a career high. And he's taking a career high eleven attempts from the field which is amazing to see because he's proven he can knock it down, and he's knocking it down at a significantly high rate. Him and Steph Curry are the only two players that ever start the year this hot. Um, He's shooting 11 threes a game, hitting five, compared to only seven last year and hitting three. So his play has been significant, and not only his play just during games has been significant, but down the stretch in close games. I mean, he had that game winner against Toronto, which uh, gave us the win. Uh, when he put up thirty points, and he's had the game winner against Houston earlier in the year, um, he's been significantly our. I'm not going to say he's our best player, but he's performed like our best player this year. And now, whether that's because he's not getting as much attention as Lillard offensively, doesn't matter. He's still putting up elite numbers for this team, and it's something that you love to see because earlier in the year you don't remember CJ McCollum was in trade rumors for James Harden, and obviously CJ McCollum and more. But I think that had to give him that boost and had to give him that um, just drive to go out there and uh, perform the best he's performed in his career. I mean, especially now that James Harden's in the East, I could very well see him being an all-star this year, which would be amazing for CJ. He's deserved it. He's had all-star caliber years in the past. But this one is an all, all-NBA caliber year at the moment. Will he keep it up? I don't know. I hope he keeps it up. But that's just something we'll see later. Um, The next thing I have, it's a disappointment, and it is use of Nurkic's play. Um, And then now the injury, obviously, the injury is extremely disappointing for this team. But Nurkic has just not been the Nurkic we wanted to see this year so far. Um, He's had some conditioning issues down the stretch, you can tell. Um, And he's just, he's not playing how we expected him to play. He's only averaging 10 points a game, which is something that is really disappointing, honestly. And he's shooting 48% from the field. Not bad. But 48% could do better. And he's only shooting 55% from the line. I mean, this guy's a 67% free throw shooter over his career. And then last year, he shot 88% from the free throw line. I mean, he's only shooting 55% from the free throw line. So that's really disappointing. But, I mean, he's playing less minutes this year so far. He's only playing 23 minutes a game compared to, he played 31 in the bubble he played 27 the year before 26 the year before 29 the year before he's only playing 23 so this is his least amount of minutes a game as a blazer so far this year but his shooting percentages are down he shot 50 percent three straight years with portland when he first arrived and obviously his points per game are down this is the least amount of points he's had since denver um and obviously now he's hurt so it's it's just something that you, ex- you wanted Nurkic to make a huge jump this year. A lot of people were saying is Nurkic the second best player especially after that bubble where he averaged 17 points a game 10 rebounds and 4 assists 2 blocks and, and 1.5 steals. He was absolutely dogging people in the bubble um, and now he's just back to he's throwing up a lot of flip shots. He's not going in strong to the basket. Now that started to improve as of recent games um, but It's just still hasn't been the consistency we want to see. But obviously now he's hurt, which does suck. I don't know how long he'll be out. Obviously a right wrist fracture is pretty bad. I'm going to look up right now how long a right wrist fracture, um, how long it on average takes to recovery uh it says you could probably do some physical therapy around five weeks you should be able to return to most sports activities in one to two months and this is just the average person it does say return to all activities in three to six months i don't think it's anywhere gonna be close to six months i would target around the one and a half to two months range for Nurkic to be back and so obviously got her january 15th expecting to be back around march and we haven't even got that portion of the schedule yet so Hopefully we'll be able to hold off and still play well without Nurkic. I mean, Dame was seemed pretty distraught last night, and he was like, "Every year there's something that doesn't go our way," and while that's true, um, it really just does suck because again, we were healthy this year. I mean, when I say we're healthy, we're still missing Zach Collins, who was a starter in the bubble, but now we are down two front court players. Um, Nurkic was probably the most, besides CJ and Dame, was the most important guy we could have lost because we've got a lot of wing depth. We don't have a lot of big depth down there, especially now with just the disappointing play, which I'll get into later, of Cantor and Melo defensively and when they play together. Um, the Nurkic injury is something that's really going to hurt. Um, but hopefully we're praying for him. He gets back healthy quickly. This doesn't affect him too much. He doesn't get too distraught over this. Um, And he'll come back strong. Um, Again, he's still only two years removed about... Yeah, I think about two years removed from that gruesome leg injury. So, he's still got to get his conditioning back. He's still trying to get back to old Nurk. And he was getting there. He definitely started to play better as the season continued. But... Hopefully he gets healthy. He gets completely healthy of everything. If he has any lingering leg stuff, anything going on with him, I hope he can get healthy and get back to this team as strong as ever. But that's going to be the first disappointment of the year. My second bright spot of the year is the fact that we are not turning the ball over much this year. We are the second best team. Um, we've given up the second least turnovers a game only to the Spurs. We only turn it over around 11 times a game. And that I think is an attribute to the offense improving a lot. Um, and especially Dame and CJ's playmaking improving a lot. Dame's averaging seven assists a game, CJ's averaging five. Our assists are not a high this year, which is a little disappointing. We only average like the third most third least assist a game, but obviously the turnovers are down. That's because CJ and Dame are prioritizing, not giving up the ball, not making a bad play. Um, we just saw against the Timberwolves, or excuse me, against the Kings, that Dame and Siege for the first time in their career, each had 10 assists in a game, and they only had one combined turnover, which is absolutely crazy to think about. I mean, Dame had 40, 13, and no turnovers. So our turnovers are definitely down, um, which is a good sign because especially with our defensive flaw so far this year, not turning the ball over is what's going to keep us ahead in games and not give the other team extra possessions. So that's a good thing to see. Um, and I'm going to have more disappointments and bright spots in this episode, just because a bright spot, Damian Lillard's been a bright spot this year, but he's doing what we expected. I'm going this based off expectations. Uh, so our second disappointment is our team defense, uh, team defense. This, this, has been disappointing. We are the 5th worst defense in the league. Points per game wise. We're giving up 115. Almost 116 points per game. And um, we're giving up shooting around 47%. And then the 3 point percentage. We're not giving up the worst percent. But our team defense has been very disappointing. Um, and team defense I have to say. Our defense on in the second unit. Is some of the worst defense I've seen in the Stotts era. For the Blazers. I mean. I just don't know. It's something that I literally have said in every podcast. Like, why are we playing Melo and Cantor at the same time? And now with the Nurkic injury, we're probably going to have to do it more. We're going to have to play Cantor a lot. Um, It'll be interesting to see, just off topic or on topic, but not talking about defense. It'll be interesting to see if we go after a big, see if we can sign a big in free agency. Um, Let's see what those NBA free agents are for the big man position. Um, let's see some of the best players in free agency okay here we go we're gonna go they don't have a new team and they play the center position some of the guys we could go after I mean Tyson Chandler John Henson, Frank Kaminsky, Scow, we could bring Scalabus the back. Ante Zizic, Justin Patton, Kyle Quinn, um, Cech Diallo, Moses Brown, we could bring back, hell. But those are just some bigs we could go after. But team defense, back what I'm saying. Cantor has been disappointing defensively. He always gives effort, but he is just not a good defensive player. And it's not, it's, well, it is his fault, but. It's not something that I can get mad at because we signed him knowing he's not the best defensive player, and he's a good backup center. But he's not a good backup center paired with Carmelo Anthony, and that's where I'm getting disappointed. Carmelo Anthony, now as much as I love him, as much as he sometimes can bring in the clutch moments, I think he should not be getting as minutes as he as many minutes as he does. Uh, let's see, he's averaging. The fifth most minutes on the game 24 and a half he should be averaging more minutes or less minutes than nurk gary trent and Cantor. and i even think hood should have more than him but hood has been disappointing this year he's on my list too i will get to him in a second but um mellow his defensive defense this year he's made some good plays he made some big plays in the raptors game but overall him and Cantor are terrible on the court together um This defense was supposed to get big upgrades in Derrick Jones Jr. and Robert Covington. While defensively, they have been huge upgrades. um, Their work is being completely shattered by the bad defense of the second unit. Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum have also stepped up their defense this year. But then again, that second unit cannot defend for their life. Um, We've had our great moments, our our great moments of defense for this team this year, including games against the. lakers where derrick jones jr robert Cummington made plays after plays on the defensive end down the stretch in the raptors game our defense stepped up incredibly um against the warriors the first time we played them our defense was incredible Um, we've had our games where we've locked down offensively even against sacramento there were despite giving up 126 points there were times in that game where our defense showed the potential that it can bring but the consistency is nowhere near what it needs to be um so that's just what I gotta say when it comes to that defense. That defense needs to improve if we wanna have any shot at going far in the playoffs, and it has the tools to improve. But Stotts has gotta make some big time rotation decisions, and whether that means Melo not playing or you never play Melo and Cantor together, especially with a Nurkic injury now, that's something we gotta focus on. Um, my last bright spot. As much as I just talked about how bad Cantor's defense was, Cantor is my last bright spot for this team. Um, just compared to expectations, Cantor's only playing 18 minutes a game, which is around what he should be. But he's averaging 10 points and 9 rebounds on the year. Um, he's getting after it on the boards, and um, he's playing how I perfectly expected him to play on the offensive end. Uh, defensively, he again he brings the effort. He really does bring the effort. But he is shooting the board, or he's uh, not playing the defense as well well as I would want him to. But shooting the ball extremely well, shooting at sixty-four percent from the field. I mean, obviously all the shots are twos, but again, that's still very good. Let's see where he ranks on the field goal percentage. He is sixth in the league in field goal percentage, only behind Rashawn Holmes, Stephen Adams, Mitchell Robinson, Thomas Bryant, and Bam Adebayo. So he, when he gets the ball, he's making his shots. He's got a great PER. He's got a twenty-five PER, which it's insane. I mean, he's he's eleventh in the league in PER. CJ's 10. So he's been a really efficient player. A very good player for this team. Um, But he just sometimes lacks defensively, and that's what I expected, but he's playing not the worst defense. His defense is getting worse because he's playing with Melo. So that is just something that we have to change. And I'm talking to Terry Stotts right now. I wish he was listening, but he probably isn't. He obviously isn't. But um, and then who knows Giles, as much as he showed in the preseason, he hasn't looked amazing in the minutes he's gotten. Granted, they are very sparingly low minutes, but his minutes have not been high. Um, and maybe he's playing bad in practice, but we need to get a center or get freaking with that. Collins back, have Nurk play through <laughs> this injury or something because we need a center to play defense. But Cantor has been very good offensively and I'm proud of him for that. And I like what he's done. Um, That's it for the bright spots. I mean, I could talk about Damian Lillard, obviously averaging 27 points a game, six assists, five boards, but I'm going to focus on the disappointments here. My third disappointment is Rodney Hood. Um, I know he's coming off an injury, and I know how hard that injury is to come off of, but medicine has improved now these days, and I thought Rodney Hood would play a little better, a lot better. He's only averaging one and a half points a game. like in his... Twenty-one games last year, he averaged 11 in his 27 games. The prior year, he averaged 10, or the 27 games with Portland, he averaged 10. Um, And he's not getting the minutes I think he deserves. Again, Stotts, I think, is not playing him where he should. He's only averaging 13 minutes a game. Um, He's shooting the ball terribly, though. But then again, it's hard to get your rhythm when you're not playing much. He's missed a couple games. He's only shooting 20% from the field and 21% from three. And... He hasn't got to the free throw line once this year, but I think if you give him the minutes he needs, he could get that back. But I'm very disappointed right here, there in him. Um, obviously, last year he was such a big piece of this team, and when he tore his Achilles, we had we had to scramble to find that that find ways to fill that hole of Hood um, getting hurt and. We had the emergence of Gary Trent Jr., we had Carmelo Anthony coming, and we had Trevor Ariza last year. Um, but none of those things really overcame what Hood was doing last year because, again, last year he was awesome. He was shooting 49% from three and 51% from the field. I mean, he was putting up all-time numbers for his career and for the league. He was second in the league in shooting last year, um, So I'm going to talk about what his role is like this year because he faces a lot different situation last year. I mean, he's coming off, obviously, one of the most difficult injuries to return from. And then now there's four wings ahead of him that have shown to be better at this moment. Um, And Hood's just got to figure out how he fits into this roster. Um, Obviously, expectations for him on the defensive side is not that high, even though he has the tools to be a good defender. Um, and he was a good defender last year for his time playing but I'm not going to get on him for being a bad defender because it's hard to play defense coming off an Achilles injury I mean no one on this team other than 3 or 4 players I have high expectations for defensively um, but I am very disappointed in his offense he obviously wasn't going to be hot as last year but his, his marks are really bad um, we don't need Hood to be a high-level scorer for the Blazers. That's the thing. We've got our Damon, CJ, and we've got some high, uh, some good wing options for scoring, and Carmelo Anthony and Gary and Trent. And we've got a great scoring big and Cantor. Um, the biggest thing that we need Hood to do is hit those open shots, hit those corner threes. We don't need to rely on him heavy, and I think that's what he thinks he needs to do. Um, he's averaging 1.8 assists per game right now which is five assists for 36, which is pretty solid. Um, let's see if that would be one of his best numbers per 36. Um, yeah, I mean, those would be his best numbers. He His best per 36 average is three, and that was with Utah. So he's trying to playmake more than he normally does, and that's just not something we need him to do this year. Um, so he's making extra passes this year but he's just not shooting the ball much, which I think will come with time. Again, he's only played like 10 games since his injury. He didn't play in the bubble. Um, but that offense is hopefully something that will come in the future. I'm a little disappointed and it hasn't come yet, but I'm going to be patient. And the final thing that's disappointing before I end this episode is Terry Stotts's rotations. It's something that the whole... Blazers community, Blazers fans, Blazers analysts, Blazers Twitter fingers have said that needs to improve. Some people want to call for Stotts' job. I'm not there yet. I don't think Stotts should be fired because, again, he's led the Blazers the playoffs the past, what, since 2014? Not many people can say they've done that with the Blazers. Um, But then again, he has the best player talent-wise in Blazers history. Maybe not talent-wise. Maybe Clyde Drexler or Bill Walton was better. But he has the best Blazer in history the most consistent Blazer over time. I mean, since 2014, this guy has been elite. 2013, even. Damian Lillard. He's got Damian Lillard. He's got CJ McCollum. He's got Yusuf Nurkic. He's got the talent. This is one of the most talented Blazer teams we've had since probably that team that went to the Western Conference Finals in 2000, not the 2018 team. Um, But he's got to fix his rotations. I mean, I don't know if it's a stubbornness thing that he just doesn't want to, he needs to play Melo. Maybe Melo has to play because of what was told to him. Um, and remember it's a business first if we're being honest it's not basketball it's business first Um, but these rotations have been very disappointing and it's just like why is Melo and Cantor playing together why is Gary Trent Jr. not playing more Um, that's changed in the last couple games Um, why is Robert coming in and Derek Jones Jr. taking such a long rest on the bench there's just a lot of things why is Hood not playing as much as I think he should uh, maybe he just hasn't looked... I mean, he hasn't looked good in the game, so maybe he looks terrible in practice, too, and Hood's not the same. It's it's just so much that goes into it. Um, But it's going to have to change. I don't have any specific numbers on me right now that prove that it's bad. But if you just watch the game, you know that sometimes he needs to call timeout. Sometimes he needs to get this guy out the game. It's, sometimes he keeps Dame on the bench too long in the fourth. But then you don't want to wear out your stars. Uh because let's see here how our people are playing minutes per game-wise. Hopefully they're not too high in minutes per game. Um, Dame is 11th in the league, and CJ is 17th in the league, but they're pretty close to the top. But that's good that he's not playing them, because in the past they've been up there in most minutes per game um, in the league. But he's probably trying to just kind of ease into this season, try to get um, everyone involved. Um, but especially at this point in the season, you got you got to get those those wins against the easy teams. I mean, some losses, the loss against the Warriors, I know Dame put up or Curry put up 62, but it's still a win, it should be a win. The Bulls game we should have won. And just just games like that and I think a lot of it comes on stats. We're sitting at six in the West and we can easily get up there to the top in the West. I think the Lakers are going to end up being the top seed. Um, my predictions at the beginning of the year was Blazers were going to be the two seed. Let me pull up my predictions make sure I'm doing it right. Um, make Or make sure I'm saying the right predictions. Let's see here. We've got... boom dee boom dee boom 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 Um... Here are my predictions. There they are. I had Lakers 1 seed. Um, pretty self-explanatory. I had Blazers at the 2 seed. I thought they were going to get the 2 seed this year. I had Nuggets at the 3 seed. They're starting to come around, um, but they were disappointing start of the year. I had Clippers 4 seed. They're looking like someone that could be around the 4 seed or around their Mavericks 5 seed. I did have the Rockets 6 seed. I did not expect James Harden to get traded. Um... But then I had Suns, 7 seed, Jazz, 8 seed. If the Rockets were to trade it, I had just everyone moving up and then the Warriors sliding at the 8 seed, um, which I expect to happen, and the Rockets to fall out. Um, but I had high expectations for the Blazers coming into this year, as a lot of Blazers fans did. Um, hopefully, those expectations weren't bad because um, this team, again, 7 and 5 isn't bad. It's, it's not a bad record. I don't think any team is going to have an elite record a ton of wins this year. Um, just based on the parity in the league now and COVID, a lot of teams are going to be missing players for a lot of games. So I don't think any team is going to have some lights out regular season because all teams know now that the regular season really doesn't matter. It's all about the playoffs. So as long as we can get a top four seed, get that home court advantage, probably want to avoid the Lakers until the Western Conference Finals. I could see us going there and I could see us giving the Lakers a run for their money. I mean, when we played the Lakers in the bubble last year, everyone was like, oh, the Blazers have a chance to beat them, and I never thought so. I always thought we were going to lose in five. I didn't think we were going to win game one. I thought we were going to win like game four just to stave off elimination. But I think that the Blazers um, can really give the Lakers a run. I mean, obviously we beat them already once this year, but last year we had no wing depth. We had no center depth um, when we played them. We didn't have anybody other than we didn't have a single wing we didn't have a single three now we've got Derek Jones Jr. and Robert Covington Gary Trent Jr. Carmelo Anthony all to throw out LeBron I mean all we had was Carmelo Anthony and Gary Trent Jr. in the playoffs last year and then we've got a lot of people to throw out Anthony Davis hopefully Zach Collins is back by the time we make the playoffs hopefully Nurkic is back to 100% Cantor he gives his effort Roko can even play on AD we've got the people that can stop the Lakers as long as we can just get there and get a chance to go against them I can see us winning um But as of now, we've had our bright spots, we've had our disappointments. Drop in the comments, if you're watching on YouTube, one bright spot, one disappointment. Or come over to my Instagram, it's at rip.city.rundown. It's in the description of both Spotify and the YouTube um, page. It's in the description, along with my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter now, I'm pretty active on Twitter. I'll talk about the games, I'll give polls, I'll do all that stuff. Um, So make sure to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Give five stars if you are listening on Spotify. That'll be it. Hope you enjoyed it. It's the Rip City Rundown Podcast, Um, and I'm out. Peace.